as I was saying, we're going to talk about the best of issue tomorrow on Facebook Live. If you haven't picked it up yet, I would go do that right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find press box. Our best of 2021 issue is available right now on the cover. Our Mo Gamba Sports Person of the Year, Justin Tucker. Go pick that up right now. You can also read it at pressboxonline.com slash best of. All right, uh, Slaps. It's a very difficult week. I've said that a bunch of times. Slaps are brought to you by ExxonMobil. Mobile One Full Synthetic Motor Oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. The rules remain the same. Two offensive players, two defensive players, a special teams player, or a coach. The fifth could be either of those things or another offensive or defensive player, whoever you would like. Rank them 5-1. to one. Who deserves the most blame? It was a brutally difficult week. I mean, I'm telling you, I think this is the most difficult slaps we've ever done in the history of this show. With that in mind, my number five is, you know, I talked about this a minute ago with Jeremy. Latavius Murray actually had some nice runs during the course of the day, but even on those nice, those nice runs, there were a bunch of yards that were left on the field. Devontae Freeman definitely left yards on the field yesterday. Um, I'm putting Freeman on the list because Murray had the better day as the whole, so of the two of them, I'm Freeman's the guy that I'm putting on my list, but either one of them... That was the one thing offensively is that there were yards to be had. Those guys just didn't get them, and some of that is they're just really not capable of getting them. That's who they are as football players, but it's still part of the story. There were more yards there to be had on the run, and they didn't get them. So Devontae Freeman's my number five. Uh, number five for me is Ben Cleveland. The, these, my number four. The, these guys have to be statues. Once their hand hits the dirt, they have to be statues. And that little bit of a flinch. Potentially took a touchdown off the board for the Ravens because they had to go for the field goal instead of trying to go for it on fourth and one deep in Packers territory. Yep. So I thought the offensive line played well yep. overall yesterday. So, th- again, this was a tough list to make, but he's my number five. Uh, ben, he's my number four for the exact same reason. Yeah. Uh, for me, number four was Marquise Brown. And, again, this was a tough thing to do. Ten catches is nice. 43 yards is not. I actually turned to my brother-in-law at one point. I said, what does he have, like 10 catches for 43 yards? Yeah. And that was his stat line. For me, it's like, look, th- th- he's put in a difficult situation. He's a smaller guy, but I feel like he's got to find a way to make somebody miss I, at I some just, point. I didn't sense on those plays. They, they were just all right in the flat. I just yeah. didn't think there was much there for him to get. I thought he did about as much as it could be asked of, of right. him yesterday. For, for me, it was it, it's those things where – thank you. It's those things where he – um. He'll catch the ball and he'll run backwards to try and get around the guy. Uh, he know, I noticed he did that, did that a couple of times. Another couple of times he catches it and he turns around and instead of like trying to make a move, run straight into the guy. Uh, you're not going to run anybody over in well, this league I mean, at his size. It's fair. So. It's fair. No, Again, it's tough tough list. Tough day. Tough day, yeah. no doubt. Um, with that in mind, my number three is Robert Jackson. And like nobody even knows who Robert Jackson is. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a very difficult... There was a part of me that wanted to, to not put him on my list and put one of the other linebackers on the list instead. I, I'm i just going to say, Robert Jackson made the list. Hopefully we'll never have to say his name again. My number three was Brandon Williams. Packers running backs had 11 carries for 49 yards in the second half. Yeah, I, They had that, 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 that seven-and-a-half-minute drive to start the second half. They had six carries right up the middle for 36 yeah, yards. They were running at Broderick Washington. That was the, If there was a guy from the defensive line that, that was going to make my list, and that was, the, that was the one guy that I really struggled with, Broderick mm-hmm. Washington was – and I get it. It's a difficult thing, too. What are, what's our expectation level? Right. Or why is he on the field that much? There's a lot of questions that you can ask. Um, I, I saw somebody else brought up Brandon Williams. I didn't see them running at Brandon Williams. I saw the exact opposite thing. Like they, The success they were having running the ball was running it at Matt Abuike and mm-hmm. running it at, at Broderick Washington. Like They were definitely finding success – 
that like the the loss of Calais Campbell stood yeah, out because of the guys that had to be on the field instead. Um, I think it's just when we see teams running the ball, we think that that's because somebody's a no tackle. Like I, I think we assume that, that way. And maybe somebody who goes back and watches film is going to say, actually, look at this. I think that I, it just in in watching it, it seemed like it wasn't Brandon Williams. It was the other guys along the D line they were going after. Well, and so when when I'm watching this, what I what I saw from Brandon Williams. And, and I also noticed that there were times that he wasn't out there when, when, when these runs were happening. Um, I saw him get pushed off the ball on two separate occasions. And I saw a couple other occasions where he's chasing the running back who had just gotten through the, through the line. And, and for me, Brandon Williams, he, he takes on double teams, like you said, all the right. time. He, when, his... when he's in the lineup, the, the run defense is clearly a better run defense. Uh, this was just I, I had to pick somebody. No, oh, I mean, I get it. I, it's a tough day. I get it. Uh, that in mind, my number two is Patrick Queen, um, and it's not like it was egregious, but there was that hilarious moment in the game where Troy Aikman was like, this is not Ravens football, and I'm like, yeah, really? What what Ravens have you been watching of late? <laughs> um, like that, the, the Mercedes-Lewis play, of course, stands out significantly, mm-hmm. but there were tackle issues, again, and that sort of goes back into what you said about the running backs. Like, they were, again, some of the things that we had seen earlier in the year from the linebackers kind of crept up again yesterday where they were tackling issues. It wasn't the story of the game, but with without doing other things to stand out, the tackling issues, the team definitely appeared to tire. These linebackers appeared to tire. I, and I'm making it Patrick Queen. I could have easily made it Josh Bynes. Like, I didn't think either one of them played well yesterday. Um, I'm not... I'm not trying to beat up Patrick Queen too much, but like everybody was struggling. Everybody was struggling to tackle as the game went on. I just chose Queen as my number two. I thought about Patrick Queen. He had 13 tackles. I, I, I mean, I get I, it. I, I couldn't come out of guy that had 13 I get it. tackles, you know. But so my number two uh, was Adafi Owe. I thought that he was a non factor in the game. He had one tackle. And, and I think that. Look, Aaron Rodgers is so good. What 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 he did to the Ravens last night, he does to literally every team in the league. He has four interceptions on the year, right? Uh, but I feel like if you get some kind of a pass rush on, on, on Rodgers, maybe you can keep him a little bit, of, bit off balance and maybe you force a throw like the first one that he threw to Devontae Adams that was overthrown a little bit. Um, if, for Ad- Adafi Owe, at this level you got to develop a move. The speed isn't enough. you got to develop well, a move. He's my number one, but it, the big reason is because – you combine all that with the penalty, which is just blatantly unacceptable. Like, mm-hmm. you can say all you want about how you don't want that to be a penalty and how there's not a lot of con- – like, you can do all that. To the- That's the rule. Why would you touch him there? The- what are you doing? Why, it's why touch so him? unbelievably unnecessary. It's not just unnecessary. It's unthinkable. What are you doing? What are you trying to accomplish? And, like, it's one thing for somebody to say, well, maybe they – they were told they should all try to hit Aaron Rodgers because his toe or whatever. Well, that's not doing anything to Aaron Rodgers' toe. Right. Giving him a shove at the end of the like, what? What is that? And it was a nothing shove, and and Rodgers flopped. Of course, but it doesn't matter. But you can't touch. You him. don't do it. Don't. It was There's just five nothing. seconds later. No reason to do that. It's insane. And I mean, I I can't get over it. I can't get over how much we get angry about these things. When like the, the, you want to be angry, be angry at Adafi Owe. Like there's just zero reason for him to be doing that. None. Zero. Zip. It's insane. That's why he's my number one. My number one, and I hate that he's my number one because I don't think the Ravens are even in this season without him, is John Harbaugh. And he's my number one. And it's not because I I even turned to people I was watching the game with and I said, I think they're going to go for two. I don't agree, disagree with going for two. It's been the same play call 
over and over. You're you're legitimately like it's not even eliminating half the field. You're eliminating seventy five percent of the field when you roll out right to the far sideline. And on, on top of that, like. You can say, okay, that's Greg Roman's call there, but John Harbaugh's a head coach. He knows the call that's going in there. He can say, no, we're not running that play because it hasn't worked the last six times we've tried to run it. Brown's open in the end zone. I know that Huntley has to see him and, and get him, but I feel like if you just drop Huntley back, you, can, you have more of a chance of making something happen than rolling the quarterback out wide right. And when you've lost two games in the last three, going for the win with a two-point conversion and it's failed both times, you're subject to criticism. I think that John Harbaugh is a great coach, and I think that the Ravens are not anywhere close to where they are without him. But I had to pick somebody and going for two there. There's, I there, thought they should have kicked it. There's elements of what you're saying that I think have some truth to them. There's other elements, like like this thing where you say, well, when you when you go for two and you miss both times, you're subject to some criticism. I guess you're subject to criticism as yeah. every and everything as a head coach. It's the nature of being a head coach. But I do feel as though we have an obligation to to say in those situations, like that, the idea. It's part of the problem that I have with this whole conversation. The Ravens were losing that game yesterday they, when they scored exactly. with 42 seconds left. So even if I thought there was room to criticize John Harbaugh for the decision, right, even if I believe that, which I don't, I don't believe there's really room to criticize him for the decision, but even if I believe that, it would be mitigated by the fact that they were losing the game. Once they once there were 42 seconds left and they scored, they were losing that football game. Well, and, and that was honestly the, the main point that I actually have in my notes here is that if you get the extra point, you at least have a sliver of hope. Uh, just a yeah, sliver and, of hope and, that you can go to overtime. If you miss the two-point conversion, there's no hope. I, I'm with you. My, my, my father-in-law kept saying, stop the clock. I'm like, don't stop the no, clock. Oh, my God. Because you don't want Rodgers getting in, the ball back In fact, back I think time. two plays before that, they, I, I thought they were in way too much of a hurry up just because they yeah. got to the line so quickly. I'm like, what are, what are you doing? Now, they still ran a few seconds. I'm like, what are you doing? Slow the F down. Yeah. Um, so... It, all of this conversation is goofy to me. The only area where I think it's fair to criticize John Harbaugh is the one that we talked about earlier. It's not going for the two-point conversion when you were down 14. Mm-hmm. That's the scenario where everything that you've lined up about what you do, and especially in consideration of what you did a week ago, you go for two then because the concept is buying yourself an extra opportunity. It's the same conversation. You don't want the game to have to come down to one play at the end. Mm-hmm. You don't want this all to come down to whether or not you converted two. So you get a second, you get another chance at it. You're giving yourself if if you go for two and down, you're down 14. You give yourself the opportunity to convert it, and then if you convert it, then you just need an extra point to win the game. Right. But if you don't, you get a second shot at it. You're creating another path to victory by going and and then you say, okay, now we have to play for overtime. We don't have a choice. Anything along those lines. If you were going to go for two at the end of the game. You should have been going for two there. Right. That's, and especially in context of what you did a week ago. That, I think, is not just, it's not just something you can criticize John Harbaugh for. I think it's insane. I think it's insane that they didn't go for two. Now, I wasn't thinking about that in the moment, in part, because I just didn't think they were getting the ball back when they got the ball back. I was Mm -hmm. stunned by the Packers just turning and handing the ball off. And so I wasn't like flipping out about it in that moment and being like, what are they doing? Because I just wasn't thinking about it on the whole. Um, but in hindsight, inexcusable, flatly inexcusable. They didn't go for two then. But that's the only thing that I would criticize John Harbaugh for. As far as the play is concerned, I've said a million times, I don't love it. I don't love it. The idea, and somebody else brought this up earlier, the idea that you're simply dropping back and you can get the same thing there, you can say the offensive line held up better yesterday than, than we expected them to. 
I get why that's been a difficult thing. It's been a difficult thing for the Ravens to call plays like that because the offensive line has not held up this mm-hmm. season. So it's been tough to assume that. So you've had to call plays almost assuming a breakdown from your offensive line, right? And especially yeah. in these short yardage situations. And I get that. I think though they. I don't. But I trust me. I don't love the roll. I don't love the design rollout play. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. He did have a wide receiver wide open in the end zone, and any quarterback should be able to see that and make that throw. So it's tough. I've 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 evolved on that too, where I'm not even really critical of the play call any longer. I'm I'm really as much it, as it worked I, if he if he sees Brown. Correct. As much as I don't love it, I don't love the rollout. I don't. It did work. Like they had a wide open receiver in the end zone. And a reasonable – it's not a wider-open receiver on the opposite side of the end zone where you got to throw – like, that That's doesn't count. This mm-hmm. is almost parallel. It's, you know, uh, nobody's going to see this. I'm trying to do this for the camera. You're, you're, you're going this way, right, and you're about here. He's about there. That's not a difficult throw to make. Yes, it's a little across your body, a little, but it's very much in the periphery of your vision. It's not so, again. It's one thing. It's of over here. You're zoomed in over here. It's something that you should be able to see in your periphery that that white receiver is open. That I I can't I can't absolve that. I can't and, absolve it. And even if he makes it, they're going to lose the game anyway. Forty two seconds and a, and a timeout yep, for Aaron Rodgers. They're going to lose the game anyway. Lose anyway. No question. All right, uh, I've gotten your slaps. We'll get those up at glennclarkradio.com here momentarily. Slaps are brought to you today by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. 